0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. Welcome to today's Why We Are Vegan podcast. I felt that it was important that I answered the same questions that I am asking my guests. I founded Why We Are Vegan back in 2013. The idea was to create a free community resource online for people who were interested in understanding and living the vegan lifestyle finding community resources that would enable us to expand our friendships and our business relationships, and finding resources for fully vegan products and services. Professionally, I am uh, currently a senior user experience designer in San Diego. And when I'm not at work, then I am working on building this community Why we are vegan. If I were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners, how would I share with them why I'm vegan in my own words speaking with them? I love kids, so it's super easy for me to sit down with them and have a chat and extrapolate from them what's going on in their heads. So we would begin by talking about their perceptions of what animals are and what people are and How they relate to kids at school, whether they know them right away or they've known them forever or they've just met them. How they relate to animals, how they feel about them, what they think animals are, and then put it together with how they perceive what is put on their plate what causes the air to be dirty, what causes funny smells, what causes their tummies not to feel good. There are all kinds of ways that you can delve into veganism without even using the word. And the goal would be to have a series of conversations, not just one, letting them speak their truth because I believe deep down inside they already know, just like all of us, but we've tempted it down. They haven't. They're very transparent. And when they bring their thoughts vocally out into the world, they hear it and they start listening to themselves as we all should do. And their hearts speak and they can make decisions far more clearly than most adults. So I would leave that up to them, but do my best to emulate why I am vegan, just by the way I act, what I eat, how I treat animals, people, etc. I'm all about the golden rule, and I would probably touch on that as well. What made me decide to become vegan? What tipped the scale for me to go all in? Well, that's where I'm going to do a shout out to Skinny Bitch. I had already done a lot of research and looked into different types of diets and even historically how different communities of people grew up and how they ate. And Skinny Bitch was an incredibly short read. I read it in a couple of hours. It was entertaining. It was, it was straightforward. It didn't mince words. It was just the final decision for me. When I got done with the book, I handed it to my daughter and I said, I'm just going to ask you, please read this book. It's a quick read and then let's talk about it. I believe she actually read the book in less than a week. She handed me the book and said, I'm in. And we've never looked back. In fact, I believe that our commitment to living vegan, being vegan, living a vegan lifestyle from top to bottom was solidified at that point. And our goal collectively and individually was to do our best to live more sustainably, live far more consciously, eat far more consciously. We did not want to in any way, shape or form support any industries that treated an animal as anything but a sentient being that could feel and hear and see and touch and taste. For me, I wanted to be able to walk my talk. Here I was creating this resource and I was responding to why I was vegan and why Phoebe became vegan collectively on this site, but I wanted more than anything to be able to walk my talk. And in order to do that, rather than just throwing everything away, we gradually got rid of those things that did not resonate with the lifestyle we chose to represent. And as a result, people benefited from the clothes and accessories and everything else that we donated to friends or to organizations. It made us feel good, but we didn't do it to feel good. We did it to resonate more with the lifestyle we'd chosen. We also started looking more intently at all of our labels, the labels on not only our clothes, but the labels on the foods that we were contemplating buying. And keeping in mind that we also did not want to fill ourselves up with any junk food in the process, although a lot of vegan junk food is freaking delicious, we wanted to stay as healthy as possible, but we wanted to adventure beyond our, I would say, very sheltered understanding of foods. People talk about different cuisines and learning about different cultures, and we knew many, but we hadn't really... Delved deeply into the flavors and the spices and the combinations and the health benefits of a lot of these different types of cuisines. So, our lives actually expanded tremendously, simply from a health perspective and from an enjoyment of food, not just because there were new vegan foods, but more because we started to look at other cultures for inspiration for the meals that we would prepare at home. And that actually started while I was doing my research on my master's thesis, working with people of different nationalities and all having lunch together in the computer room that we were basically living out of. Everybody got together for lunch, and and we would share different meals that we prepared and talk about our cultures. And it was lovely because I had an opportunity to taste Flavors I'd never been introduced to. I was raised French German, a very thick, heavy meat, potato, cheese kind of upbringing. And here I was being introduced to vegetables and spices and beans and rices and grains of other kinds and how to prepare them and mix them and eat them separately and steam and you name it. I mean, I had even done an interactive on the history of flatbread, which opened my eyes tremendously. And who doesn't love flatbread? It gave me a great insight, and this is what I wanted to continue to do. So I was already primed by the time I started reading skinny bitch. By the time I got done with it, I was good to go. And I was already thinking, how can I personally veganize anything that Phoebe and I are used to eating that we've kind of found a a budget for and we enjoy the flavors? And how can I veganize that so that we don't feel like we're being deprived of anything, but we also don't have to feel like we're eating something that another sentient being or many sentient beings suffered For us to be able to eat. The reality is, and we knew this, we didn't need to eat the results of a suffering sentient being at any point in order to survive here on earth. And therefore, it made no logical sense, no sense in any way, shape, or form that we would partake in any type of animal product or something that included aspects you don't even think about as far as animal products. What does being vegan mean to me? Well, simply it's, it's exactly what the tagline is for why we are vegan, connecting with and respecting life. Being able to live a life where I feel good about waking up in the morning and moving about my day knowing that as much as possible, everything I do, everything I consume, everything I wear, everything I use has nothing to do with the suffering of another sentient being of any kind. That means mammals, that means reptiles, that means insects, you name it. Being vegan to me is living consciously, being aware, walking my talk, and making sure that every day I try to impart the golden rule, which extends to all sentient beings on the face of this earth and to love as many as possible, as much as possible, whether it be in deed or just simply from my heart and the thoughts that I put out into the world. How do I benefit physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Well, it's pretty holistic. I benefit physically because I am healthier than I've ever been. I may not be skinny and toned, but I am healthy, and I feel it, and I am happy to be who I am. Emotionally, I have a sense of well-being simply because I try every single day to lead with love, to dissipate hate my own and others, and to focus on what I can be doing to improve myself, the world around me, the experiences people have interacting with me as much as possible, even just simply by walking my talk. Spiritually, I'm empathetic. And I feel at peace. And if anything, I feel more drawn to understand the energies around us and the energies that people put off and that other sentient beings put off that I emanate, that those around me emanate, including all sentient beings that I come in contact with every day. I truly believe that thoughts become things. And I put it on myself that I keep my thoughts pure and focused on what I want to be, who I want to be, and how I want to be perceived by others. And that is a kind person, someone who loves as many as possible, someone who gives of herself but advocates for all, and those who know me well get it. So I don't worry about how others perceive me as much as I worry about how I perceive me. Becoming vegan helped me to perceive myself as the loving being that I truly believe I came here to be. How do I define a vegan lifestyle? Living a life that in no way harms other sentient beings or our environment. Doing my best to strive for harmony in all that I do where cruelty does not exist in any way, shape, or form a week in the life of Gabrielle. Usually five days of a seven-day week are spent at my current job, putting myself in other people's shoes and making decisions for products that will benefit those people whose shoes I am standing in. And I love doing that because we're all going to be one of those people at some point, to some degree. Like many of us try to lay the foundation for our progeny, the more we lay the foundation for those who have walked before us, who are still walking on those earth, those who we should respect for the many years they've had here on earth. We will be those people at some point. So it's important to me to make their lives easier and to really empathize with what they are going through, even if I don't have any of the ailments or disabilities we all have disabilities of one kind or another, whether mental or physical. It might just be the disability of ignorance or lack of knowledge. It's important to me to try to reach as many people, even in, I'll call it a 9-to-5 job, that I can. I want to be able to understand who they are and what their needs and pain points are so I can solve them. Because ultimately, we all will benefit from that. And so that makes me feel very good. The rest of my vegan week, I spend at home preparing meals, veganizing old favorites or trying new recipes, shopping for vegan items, getting to know what's out there via social media and just plain research, doing a little bit every day towards prepping for these podcasts, the documentary, getting to know people, reaching out to others, building the network on all my social media and the groups that I have out there to make sure that we're all interconnected and we all understand that we can mutually benefit from one another by supporting each other in our efforts. Other than reading labels probably more thoroughly than most that are non-vegan, that includes even in the products we buy from sheets to underwear to cleaning supplies. Trying to minimize my carbon footprint recycling, and even trying to remember to fit in taking care of myself, like getting to bed on time, eating correctly. A lot of times I get so absorbed in the projects I'm working on, so passionate about what I'm doing, I don't eat well. I'm not the poster child for the perfect way to live at all, but my vegan week is me trying to evolve and empower and improve my own lifestyle, so that I can help others do the same for themselves. What's most important to me about living a vegan lifestyle? Having compassion. That can be really hard when you're dealing with difficult people, and it can be really hard when you're finding things out that are cruel and that are being done to others. You can't let yourself take on all of that pain and all that cruelty, and it's very hard to do. We're inundated by the news, we're inundated in social media, but ultimately the solution to all of this is to spread more compassion. So what's important to me is that people who are not vegan, who are not already living that lifestyle, that they understand that if you take a breath and you take a step back and you try to view what is in front of you, whatever is bothering you, whatever is challenging your thoughts and beliefs, you take a step back and look at it with love and compassion. And love yourself for not only the way you're feeling, but for what you Can do to change that just by changing your thoughts. Everybody has a way of impacting the world in a positive way, and we do it every day. As long as we are thinking with love, speaking, acting with love, and being compassionate and empathetic of others, the world will become a better place. And living a vegan lifestyle is a huge contribution to improving the lives of others as well as your own and adding more happiness and harmony into each day that you step on earth every step you take every breath you take every moment we're here to remember to observe and to ingest with compassion we will truly be healthier inside and out and the world our environment the planet all sentient beings will benefit from those baby steps. What is also important to me is that we walk our talk. When when living a vegan lifestyle, to walk your talk is the best representation, the best example, the best way to empower others, to inspire others, to consider walking with you. And that's what I hope Why We Are Vegan does. Help others that aren't vegan consider walking with us. And in doing so, inspiring the world to follow. What do I wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan? One of the biggest benefits, personally, of being vegan is peace of mind, knowing that what I choose to do each day does not contribute to cruelty. I wish more people understood that living a vegan lifestyle, walking your talk as a vegan is a win-win for everyone. It gives you peace of mind that you're not contributing to cruelty or to the destruction of our environment. And the all-inclusive benefits are truly unending because each day you look forward to waking up knowing that even with baby steps, you are helping to make the world a better place. You feel healthier. You feel better about yourself. You feel better about Others, you actually embrace compassion more. You sleep better, feel better, you know better. Is there anything I wish more people would have a conversation about around veganism? So much, but in a positive way, not a destructive, finger-pointing way. More, how can we collectively solve the issues that are out there that have been caused by our selfishness and our gluttony and our ignorance and not thinking about other beings that can think and feel and hear and taste as sentient as much as we are sentient. If we are treating other humans and other beings that are sentient as if they are lesser beings, then we are doing a disservice to ourselves as well as them. I think if more of us would focus on compassion and what that word means and what that act means, the world in and of itself would start to become a far more harmonious place because there's no way you can believe in and feel passion and cause another sentient being to suffer or carelessly toss your food or your packaging outside a window of a moving car or any other destructive act that many people tend to just do because they're not thinking about the impact their actions have on others let alone themselves because it all comes back to them. When I hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan do you feel you are able to change their perspective with what you know? For me I wonder. For the most part I chalk it up to ignorance and in that moment I do my best to give them a slightly different perspective than the one they have without coming across as arrogant and pompous and better than anyone because I don't believe I am, and I certainly don't feel that way, but what it does want to me, to my heart when I hear people giving excuses about why they can't even take a step or two towards veganism, it just blows my mind because in this day and age with all the information that we're being bombarded with on any social media, and it doesn't even have to be social, it could be television, cable, whatever, Movies, people are trying to move in the right direction and trying to inspire others, but in many ways, if I didn't censor myself, I feel like we're all being a little bit too subtle, and we don't need to be in everyone's face. I appreciate those who choose to go that route, but at the same time, that's not the way I work, and that's not where my heart leads me. My heart leads me to focus on positive actionable steps that we can all take to make our lives healthier as well as improve the lives of other sentient beings worldwide and that can fall into many categories from simple equality among human beings to basic treatment of the the sentient beings other than human that we share this earth with and appreciation of there are many colors and differences and impacts on our world whether we fully understand them or not maybe we should be spending more time getting to know nature and all the sentient beings and different types that we might not have in our region what what they do to truly impact the beautiful earth that we live on and how we as human beings are not only destroying rainforests and waterways, but we're we're destroying their homes and we're destroying their ability to live and let live. That's all they do. So why can't we do that? I really do wish that instead of someone coming at me with an excuse, which by the way, the majority of the people that do give me excuses about why they could never consider going vegan or why it would be so hard for them and that's why they don't try it. They are basically offering that up. I haven't asked them. I never said, why aren't you vegan? I don't challenge their choice, but I can see the guilt and the discomfort on their faces and in their body language and they start spewing these excuses to me that I didn't ask for and I feel sorry for them and I feel sad for them and I wish they would just stop and take a breath and go, you know, this is interesting. I keep hearing about veganism. Here's somebody that that is walking their talk. Maybe they're a good source or resource for me. I'd like to ask them some truly inspired questions. I wish more people would do that and maybe help me to grow as much as I am looking forward to helping them to grow. I think instead of excuses, if those who felt compelled to provide excuses whether they were asked for or not, I think it would be far more productive, and I would truly love it if they would consider asking me why I'm vegan rather than telling me why they're not. Perhaps creating a dialogue whereby they can learn a little bit more about me and I them. I'm not looking to tell people what they need to be doing with their lives and that what I'm doing is right and theirs is wrong. This is something you feel in your heart That's where compassion comes in. Veganism is living the golden rule, doing unto others as you wish they would do unto you. And that is literally all sentient beings, those with feelings, those with lives and senses. It doesn't make any sense to treat them any differently than you would treat yourself or your daughter or your father or your mother or your best friends and the people you admire. It's just really difficult to wrap my head around that sometimes. I guess to wrap it all up, I feel like if people who hear about veganism and don't know enough to be able to take a stance either way. Simply ask. Ask any of us. Any of us that have been walking our talk, short or long, ask us about what our lives are like. Ask us the type of questions I'm asking here. We learn so much. This is why I love these questions. This is why I'm asking the same questions of everyone that I'm interviewing right now. The answers that people come up with are going to be different, but they're all going to be amazing because they, the whole idea is that we all speak from our heart. And I truly believe that if we spoke from our heart, we wouldn't be throwing out excuses. We would be talking with passion and compassion. And that's what I wish more people would approach me with is questions to learn more about why I'm a vegan and what what I'm passionate about and compassionate about. And perhaps maybe through my answers, exemplifying what I truly believe and walking my talk, they'll learn and make decisions on their own. They don't need to be told. They need to make the decisions. You can't just be told to do this. Even children can push back with their parents if they don't understand the logic and being vegan is super logical guys it's not magic and it's not deprivation if you consider depriving other sentient beings of cruelty then well there you go other than that living a vegan lifestyle and being vegan in your heart your heart and your mind can work together to help you live a happier life how do i feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty environmental concerns and the like via social media and news outlets rather than sensationalizing a tiny piece of an event no matter how horrendous it would be far more productive and impact more people if mainstream media would focus on the cause rather than the effect. The effect is horrific, but the cause is even more horrific if you drill it down. I just wish mainstream media would get more real. They shoot out little sentences that are completely out of context for the sensational element of it, but they don't bother to know the true core of a situation and then offer up ways in their communities that everybody can pitch in to prevent this from happening. It all boils down to the more we put energy and thought into what is negative, the less we're going to get accomplished by just throwing out these horrific statements that are only a small percentage of fact. I think that if we spend more time thinking about what is good in the world, then we will bring about more of what is good in the world. What questions would I pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what I feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of veganism? When it comes to animal cruelty... I know that there are human beings that are strapping chickens upside down by their feet and putting them on a machine that will take them to their death. I know that there are human beings who are stunning other sentient beings so that they are more manageable because they're bigger than they are and to put them to their death. There is a lot of terrible stuff going out there, and people are going to work to do this, they are making a conscious decision to go and contribute to the cruelty of animals. The same with those who partake in dog and cockfighting. The same with those who get an animal to take their frustrations out on. Call them pets, but basically they use and abuse those animals because they feel bad about themselves or others. Projecting blame on another sentient being, human or otherwise, is never productive. It's never mutually beneficial. So I guess my questions would be more to challenge the media to go to The source of these companies, whether it's the people or the families or wherever these companies began and the people who work that clock in every day to go perform these acts of cruelty, even at a circus, I mean, zoos, you name it, where there is cruelty, there is a core dis-ease, there is a core dysfunction that we're all ignoring. And there's better ways to make money without having to project cruelty onto any other being. My questions would be more probative. They would be more about the cause. Why aren't we going to fix the cause? They're putting a flashy little bandage on a cut that is never even being washed and cleaned out. Or I laud those who are able to answer this question in, in a short and concise way because for me it opens up all kinds of possibilities because my biggest frustration with mainstream media beyond the sensationalism is the fact that I don't hear a whole lot of reporters or writers uh, other than vegan writers who are talking about the source of the problem, the source actions that are being taken, the thought processes that are perpetuated, that are so unhealthy for all of us on this planet. How do I feel about the use of self-identifiers such as smegan, partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like? I would hope that those who choose to self-identify that way are on their way to fully being woke, to understanding that you can't just be partially pregnant. You either are or you aren't, and that's the way I personally feel about veganism. You're either a vegan or you're not there's no fudge there. If you are a part of the enablement of cruelty to other sentient beings, be it ever so subtle, it's up to you to make the change. There's nothing I can say that's going to do that. I won't love you any less, but it does, it breaks my heart because it's just, to me, it just screams ignorance. I haven't been vegan all my life. I do appreciate that when you're at that point where you're learning and you're You're trying to improve your life and the lives of others. A lot of us do not do this instantly. I didn't become vegan instantly, but I never felt the need to self-identify. When I realized the pain that I was contributing to by being ignorant in the ways of which I chose to live my life, be it what I chose to eat, the companies I chose to support with my money and my time and my presence there. It's just I want all those who feel like they need to self-identify this way to keep searching deeper, to keep researching for themselves, to Look, you don't need to go watch a horrific movie or read a book that has graphic information in it about the cruelty to animals. Just put yourself in their shoes. Put yourself in other sentient beings' shoes and ask yourself, would I want to be treated like that? Does free-range only to be slaughtered in the same slaughterhouse with everybody else, with the same cruelty-be being torn away from those you love and those you know and who those you play with, those you sense and you love, does that justify what you're doing? Whenever I hear somebody else identify as anything other than vegan, I pray that they're on their way to fully understanding the impact they have with their choices, that they are not only able to get to that point soon – but that they truly feel the impact of what they are doing in making the decision to go vegan to improve their lives and the lives of others. How do I feel about the phrase plant-based being used today by companies of all kinds for meals, textiles, you name it, when these products are not in fact vegan? It's frustrating. It's irritating. It's marketing at its worst. It's false advertising. If you think about it, a cow and most of the mammals on earth that we choose to enslave, they are, for the most part, herbivores. So they are plant-based. Plant-based was, at its core, I believe there, it was a Good use of a phrase because veganism was taking on a hokey negative connotation. With plant-based, it seemed a little gentler way of saying, yes, everything that we consume is plant-based in one way or another. It's one of those phrases that I think is almost like natural ingredients. Most of us know that's not a thing, and natural flavors is not a thing. It's a marketing term, and I feel like, unfortunately, ultimately, it's a phrase that at its core had a good intention but has been bastard by marketing. What vegans do I respect and keep tabs on? I follow a lot of vegans on all my social media and I pick up new ones every day. The vegans that I respect are the vegans that truly walk their talk. They're the ones that I admire. They inspire me as far as getting the word out and providing resources that make it easier to become vegan. Why am I vegan? I'm vegan because I am compassionate about the welfare and happiness and health of all sentient beings and our planet. And I am compassionate about connecting with and respecting life as much as possible. We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is... Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site whywearevegan.org for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.